Hey, it's Andrew. Just quickly before we start this episode, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, the Secure Ventures Podcast. The host, Kyle McNulty, interviews cybersecurity founders about what they are building. I enjoy it because Kyle focuses on their technology, what it solves, why they build it, where it fits in the market. Also, listeners can understand the why of these startups. In some ways, it's a great compliment to my own podcast, where I focus on the go-to-market side, not on the technology side. He's had some great guests on recently, for example, the CEO of Reality Defender, when they talked about the ins and outs of deep fate detection. Uh, he's had the co-founder and CEO of Ghost Security, and also the co-founder of Radical, Chris Peterson, who was incidentally a founder of Logarithm, where they talk about the role of AI in the SOC. This is not a paid promotion. I just simply enjoy what Kyle is doing with his interviews and get a lot out of them. Check it out. It's the Secure Ventures podcast. Now on with this episode. Do you sometimes feel a little bit desperate at the end of the month or the end of the quarter trying to close all these deals? Jeb Blunt tells us why that is in his book, Fanatical Prospecting. Welcome to the Bite Size Sales Podcast, where we believe that sales is the most important team in a B2B company that the sales team deserves great sales skills training but usually doesn't get it, and that taking bite-sized steps each day to get better at your craft is the best way to improve results. I am your host, Andrew Monaghan, and I'm using my experiences in B2B sales to bring you simple, actionable ideas every day to help you get better. There have been quite a few times over my career where, if I'm honest with myself, I've been sitting there at quarter end or month end, feeling a little bit desperate about the situation that I'm in. I'm staring at my forecast, knowing that I need to execute pretty much flawlessly on every single deal to be able to get to the forecast I've, I've rolled up. And the trouble is, of course, is that my prospects are not exactly executing flawlessly themselves on their end. And, you know, sometimes you manage to pull it off, right? You're, you, you, Everyone knows you're working hard on these last two deals and it all comes together and you pull them in and, and you're the hero. But then also there's a lot of times where they don't just come in like that and you end up being the zero. And what's interesting to me is that if I look back almost all the time in the debrief or the postmortem or the flogging that happens afterwards, um, the focus from the sales leaders is all about the things that didn't happen with these particular deals. They're very quick to point out all the ways that your deal was shaky and the things you didn't do and you didn't get this buy-in and you were you know, naive or whatever it is right, that they focus in on to try and supposedly help you get better at what you do. And very few times do they actually go back to basics and recognize that having to execute flawlessly is not exactly a great situation to be in. And this is the real problem that you've got for yourself, not having each of these deals fall apart at the last minute. So uh, Jeb Blunt talks about this in his book, uh, Fanatical Prospecting. So let me read directly from it right now. It is when pipelines are empty that salespeople find themselves face-to-face -face with the universal law of need. The universal law of need governs desperation. It states that the more you need something, the less likely it is that you will get it. This law comes into play in sales when lack of activity has left your pipeline depleted. When all of your hope for survival rests on one, two, or even a handful of accounts, the probability of failure increases exponentially. 
Consider Jerry. His prospecting is inconsistent at best. Several of the deals he was counting on and put into his forecast pushed off decisions to next quarter or were lost to a competitor. Because of this, he has only a handful of viable opportunities left in his pipeline. Now, with the end of the quarter looming, Jerry is under tremendous pressure. He desperately needs one of these deals to close. As Jerry becomes more desperate to close anything, he comes face to face with a cruel reality. Desperation magnifies and accelerates failure and virtually guarantees that he won't close the deals he must have to survive. There are several reasons why desperation increases the probability that Jerry will fail when he needs to succeed the most. The first is that desperation taps into the downside of the law of attraction, which states that what you focus your thoughts on, you are most likely to get. When you are desperate, you no longer focus your thoughts on what is required for success. Instead, you focus on what will happen to you if you don't get what you need, thereby attracting failure. The next problem with desperate need is that other people can sense your desperation. Through your actions, tone of voice, words, and body language, you send the message that you are desperate and weak. Prospects and customers naturally repel salespeople who are needy, desperate, and pathetic. Instead, they gravitate towards sales professionals who exude confidence. When you reek of the foul stench of desperation, people don't want to do business with you. Finally, when you are desperate, you become emotional and act illogically, which causes you to make poor decisions. These poor decisions exacerbate an already bad situation, leaving you stressed, miserable, and digging a deeper hole. In contrast to Jerry, Sandra is consistently prospecting, networking, gaining referrals, and systematically moving her accounts through a pipeline. Her hard work has resulted in more than 30 opportunities in her funnel. Will they all close? Not likely. However, Sandra feels little pressure. She is consistently replacing the prospects that fall out of her pipeline, and as a result, her sales have been regular, predictable, and on target. She knows exactly what she will close tomorrow, next week, and next month, and she has earned her sales manager's trust because she keeps her her forecast promises. Under little pressure, she gets a huge boost when several of the accounts in her pipeline that were long shots suddenly go her way. She blows away her quota and earns a huge bonus. Sandra didn't need this extra sales gravy yet, but she she was disciplined in her activity and it fell right into her lap. So there's no doubt that uh, having a great pipeline solves a whole bunch of problems downstream. You can get away with all sorts of sales mistakes, deal delays, last-minute budget freezes, changes in personnel, mergers and acquisitions, all these things that go on in the way of doing business if you've got a healthy pipeline to fall back on. If you're trying to close three from 10 rather than three from four, you're obviously in a much better situation emotionally, but also just by the, the by looking at probabilities um, if you're in that situation. So I'm recording this early in December 2019. And I want to just, if you're listening to this at this point, or if you're in the future and you're close to a month end or a quarter end, what my action is for you is don't pause your prospecting to only work on the current deals that you're trying to close. 
I know this is a temptation. I've done it myself where you're focused, you know, naturally focused on trying to get those deals in, right? You want to do the right thing. You want to get everything you can done to make sure they come in. Um, but what happens, I think, is there's a kind of mental shift that happens where you feel like you got to expend all your mental energy on these deals and drop everything else. And that's a mistake. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, you know, we can find some time to get focused back on the priority of prospecting. And I think the way to look at it is if you look in your whatever hour week that you have, whether it's 40 hours or 50 hours or whatever you're putting in, can you find one hour a day, just one hour a day during this busy period to focus on prospecting for new opportunities for Q1 and Q2 or next year? I bet you can if you prioritize it and you recognize the importance of it and you time block it in your calendar to take action. If you like this episode, please share it wide and far. Spread the word. I get energy from seeing people download and use this content. So please just take 20 seconds to share it with anyone you think would like it too. This episode is sponsored by Unstoppable.do. Most sales teams are not trained effectively in the skills and mindset they deserve. And these are the most important people in the company. It's no wonder that only about 50% of reps make quota every year. Unstoppable is a service that helps sellers and leaders get great at the skills and mindset they need without taking time out of the field. It exists because if the sales team has the right skills and mindset, they thrive, they are confident, and they perform much better. Find out more and even get a free sales book at bitesizesales.com. And now to wrap up, as Nick Cayley, VP Financial Services at Forge Rock, may or may not have once said, Training without implementation is just entertainment and pretty poor entertainment when Monaghan does it. So make sure you take action on what you learn and keep getting better every day. This world does not need more sales BS, so don't create anymore. Be great at the fundamentals, be honest, be real, be yourself, just do not BS. And finally, I'm signing off as the great Joe Sexton would by saying, gone to sell. It would mean a lot to me and to the continued growth of the show if you'd help get the word out. So how do you do that easily? There are two ways. Firstly, just simply send a link to a friend. Send a link to the show, to this episode. Um, you can email it, text it, Slack it, whatever works for you and is easy for you. The second way is to leave a super quick rating. And sometimes that can seem complicated, so I've made it as easy for you as I can. You simply have to go to ratethispodcast.com slash cyber. That's ratethispodcast.com slash cyber and explains exactly how to do it. Either of these ways will take you less than 30 seconds to do and it will mean the world to me. So thank you.